and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome back to the show. I know we said at the end of last week that today we would have a special guest, but scheduling got complicated and we had to save it because the guest was here to plug something. Mm -hmm. So... Actually, so our guest will week. be here next week. <laughs> next week, and this week you get us. <laughs> Sorry, you just get us, but that's okay. You guys like us, apparently. Uh, but no, really, truly, thank you. I feel like the reception to the last episode was like very, very good and very sweet, and I'm glad you guys found it helpful. And nobody came after us about our news. Everyone was like, good, I like your news opinions. So that was (laughs) nice. I mean, I feel like no one has ever truly attacked us for any of our opinions. Thank God. Most of the people who listen to us are really nice. Bring it. Bring it on. No, not me. I don't like it. I don't like a fight on the internet. It makes me scared. You can fight with it. Hell, go if you want. I don't want to. Um, But speaking of fights on the internet. Oh, there's always something going on. But I guess I just we were we were starting to talk about this off mic and you were like, wait, save it for the podcast. But like, oh, Pentagon, why Mm. you make me so sad. Uh, If you like didn't hear Yenon is sitting out another goddamn comeback and it's devastating. But he's also trending on TV in China for being so cute with that girl from G-Idol. He's on TV looking like a handsome, bright, shiny star. He looks so good. He looks so good. And it's literally like the day after you told, and it's the irony that this is almost an exact year after he missed the last comeback. Yes. And they'd said the last time, last summer, that he wasn't in the comeback because he had health problems. And- Meanwhile, he was on TV in China for like weeks. Mm -hmm. And then finally on the Chinese show, they were like, yes, he does have health problems. And he took a break, but then he came back to the Chinese show and he just didn't do anything with Pentagon. Right. That was weird to begin with. And then you texted me and you were like, "Ugh, Yanon isn't going to be in another comeback. And the very next day, because I have a Weibo and I follow him on Weibo, he posted about having so much fun on this Chinese show with G-Idol and he's like, he looks beautiful and he's like running, he's literally running around with her on his back as they like compete in this Uh challenge. And he looks, what is the health? What is the health? Yeah, what is the health? He seems okay. (laughs) He looks fine. And, and I know there are invisible disabilities that I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I just like, I, the, the consp- this just makes, awakens conspiracy theories in me that I don't like, I, cause I don't like that kind of stuff and I hate that it makes me think that, but it's like, I don't buy cube stories. But if you, yeah, like, why are you, if, uh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't buy cubes shit in yeah. the first place. Makes it, me feel crazy. Yeah. It makes me feel crazy too. Because yeah, it, it, I mean. One time he sat out a comeback because his like hand was all broken. Mm-hmm. But like in the pen on the Pentori videos or whatever, he was like hanging out with them backstage at music shows with his cast on. Mm-hmm. Like he was around. Yeah. And then he was disappeared for two other comebacks. But like, yeah, Kino was sick last time. They sat him in a chair. Yeah. His leg was broke or whatever. So they sat him in a chair. So, like, I don't know. And then if it is, if it truly is, like, crippling mental issues, then, like, he shouldn't be getting to go on any TV, Chinese, Mm -hmm. or, like, regardless, right? He shouldn't be doing anything, right? He should just be taking time to, like, get better. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but it makes me mad and sad. I know. Because then I keep thinking, like, obviously the, like, conspiracy theorist in me starts thinking, like, oh, well, maybe they're just, like, 
you know, we were talking about this. <laughs> like, maybe he's just like real mouthy about Hyo Jung and he like won't let it go. And they just, oh, no, 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 no. We can't have him around causing trouble. But they have a good contract with him and their contract's not up for a long time. So yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. put him in China until his contract runs out. We can make some money off of him while he's in China. I don't know. But then, yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like with other people who are just, like, very popular in China, they're just very upfront about that. Like, well, he's really popular in China. He has things to do there. Right. But that's not the angle either. They pretend he's not in China. They don't ever acknowledge that he's doing things in China, at least on, like, the official accounts. They're they never don't like, promote hey, him check in it out. China. Yeah, I don't they make get him it. invisible. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. I don't get it. And I also... And was- he has more followers than Pentagon does. Ooh. See, he, but I feel like in the Korean side of things, he seems like very unpopular and constantly left out of stuff. He has, um, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah, I want to know, give me the exact number of how popular he is. He's very popular. <laughs> I believe you. He should be. He's so pretty <laughs> and tall and nice. I know. Where is he? There he is. He has 633,000 followers on Weibo. Wow. The Pentagon official one, they only have the official Pentagon account only has thirty seven thousand followers. Oh, he yeah, has he is over way more popular. Twice as much, He's like a hundred times as much. Yeah, yeah, a hundred <laughs> times more popular. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't get it, and I don't like it, and it just like really bums me out because I've just been waiting so hard to like heal my heart mm-hmm. re-Pentagon and they just won't let it happen because yeah, like there's members missing every time every like if there's only time. nine of them now then like I want all nine of them mm-hmm. and I can't have that and Gino has to go to the military soon yeah they're running out of time it's uh, uh, devastating yeah but on that same note on the same conspiracy theories I just have to talk about this because we were trying to discuss before we'll get to this, but before we turned the mics on, like what's been going on this week. And we're just like, I don't know. I'm just like exhausted with all these boys, like being hoes and like making me tired. Mm-hmm. And the other morning I woke up, like I've told y'all before I have like my Hyanna Instagram notifications and my screen was full. And I was like, Oh boy, good morning. And I opened <laughs> it up and like just titty, Hyojong titty pictures <laughs> in the morning. I had not I hadn't had coffee yet. It was so early. It was the morning. (laughs) And I wasn't ready. They're great pictures. Hyanna's a real funny jokerster. She re she like reposted them with the caption like, put your clothes back on. Which I which I thought was funny. There was like a stupid netizen buzz, like Hyanna tells Edon to put his clothes back on, and all the comments were like, she should talk. And I was like, it's a joke. You guys are terrible. Uh, anyway, so but the conspiracy that like happened to read these pictures is so crazy to me is so Hyojong has a 10 tattoo and mm-hmm. it's like huge and blocky, like big block yeah. 10 letters. And it's like under his hip bone. Yeah. It's um, the number 10. Yeah. Just the number 10. Uh, but in these pictures that he posted, there's like no sign of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then some people were like, did he get his tattoo removed? And then people were arguing like, it takes too long to get tattoos removed. The pants aren't low enough. I think the pants, are, I think the pants are low enough. And that with the, with the little photo app and the phone, they just brushed it out because he can't win. Mm-hmm. If he had posted a picture and the tattoo was showing really prominently, then people would be like, he's trying to draw attention away from Pentagon. They're right. about to have a comeback and he's making it about himself. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like he had to like make it go away. But then now people are like, 
Did, Did he, he get, get it removed? removed? Yeah. So it's like, I just feel like he can't win. Yeah. He just can't win. No, he can't. He never will. Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad, but it's probably true. I like dug my Pentagon uh, tote bag out yesterday and took it to a pool party. And I was like, <laughs> this like OT10 Pentagon tote bag <laughs> is like the one thing that I'll always have. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bummer. Um, What else and- is going on? Monstax has a puppy show that's all oh got a puppy show. And like Chanyol and Sehun did like a puppy show the other day. I just feel like this whole week has just been like this constant attack of like boys in like clothes that are showing too much of their skins. Like fucking lay that like kilt oh picture my God, or whatever he what posted was the other day. Picture. He literally has like a like a blanket. Just wrapped, like a plaid blanket wrapped like just red daintily plaid. around his yeah, dick. Like, like as low pl- as a pants could be. Mm-hmm, just like wrapped around his waist. And then he's wearing like a black t-shirt that clearly has like a matching red plaid. But it's folded thing. up but past he has his it titties like, like he's going to take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, he's just showing off his abs on top of this red plaid kilt. And like, why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't okay. know. But yeah, it's like every day I just, it's like yeah. somebody is acting like a hoe and then, oh, look, they have a puppy. Yeah. Like that's, it keeps being that. Mm-hmm. So far, Tanya so and Sehun have, have been pretty covered up in these, uh, as we're gearing up for this yes. XOSC thing. Oh, but Tanya has a new tattoo. Do you have feelings? <sighs> I have all the feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, he has a new tattoo. It's on his forearm where all of his other tattoos are. He just has one tattoo arm. It's his yeah, it's one, one tattoo, tattoo arm. arm, which makes me think he must be like going for something because all of his tattoos have a general color scheme about them. It's very like, light. Yeah, like it's a, like light uses gray, gray and yeah, it almost looks like paint strokes. Like it's very thin lines and they all have a lot of circles in them which i think he must like have an artist who's good at that because i feel like i Mm -hmm. uh, someone drawing a circle on do you know how hard it is to draw a circle yeah even when you're tracing it it's very because you have a circle tattoo and i she took her sweet ass time with that circle so slowly (laughs) so slowly and she was using a stencil yeah yeah he must be using the same artist um because they are all very similar so i wonder if he has like a sleeve in mind that he's building his way toward his newest tattoo is just like it's just a black arrow with like a gray circle behind it um but he also has like a a tattoo of a guitar that's like very sort of abstract and then he has a tattoo of uh, his like chinese zodiac sign which is a spider monkey um but then on that same arm he has his little license plate exo which is so much darker than everything yes. else this is the first tattoo he got and it like doesn't match with the rest um do you think his lowy tattoo is like all the way worn off these days i feel like i haven't noticed it in a really long time i haven't noticed it in a long time but he also has not like displayed it right since the power the power music video is the last time i remember seeing it yeah, very yeah, yeah. clearly because mm-hmm. when they put all their hands in a pile yeah apparently uh beckyan has a has a finger tattoo oh yeah, yeah. and he has a tattoo on Do, the yeah is the ne- i think that neck tattoo is real and i haven't really crazy, seen it but in, i haven't I have seen not it. seen any photos of it aside from that one teaser image that one teaser but like and, i saw people talking in a way that led me to believe that it is real mm-hmm. but i i tried looking for it and i i don't know i couldn't i couldn't find it anyway <sighs> uh, 
I just can't believe, I don't know, how long has it been now that we've been, that like this XOSC thing has been like teased and it feels like Forever. so long. I, I can't believe it still hasn't come Wasn't out Wasn't it yet. like before we went to Korea that Sehun posted those pictures of them leaning on the car and yeah. Chanel was like, we're going to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, it was after that. And we knew about XOSC before we even knew that Beckyan was coming out with something. Yes. And Beckyan has teased, come out and teased, it's- debuted and promoted and we still mm-hmm. haven't gotten anything. We don't even have a song teaser yet. Maybe we will by the time this song is out, this episode is out. But Lord have mercy. They're just really drawing out all the pain as much as they can for you. Yeah, it's rude. Sehun looks like Elvis. Yeah, he does. He has like sideburns and they're like curling his hair in the front. Yeah. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. Misfits. Got like punk band. Oh, I don't know. They, they had their Okay, I believe you. I was like, I don't, that's not a ref. That reference doesn't work for me. Um, yeah, anyway, they, Chanyo and Sehun went on some show called My Little Television and they both brought their dogs <laughs> and they played with meerkats just like we, we did. did. And hearing the meerkats make those little meerkat noises, yeah. I was like, oh, now I like really know what that's like. And Chanyo loves little weaselly animals, so he was super into it. And, and Sehun hated it. was afraid it. of all of them. And he got up really quickly and he was like, no, no, no my, my foot is just asleep. <laughs> and it was a lie. He was he very did not afraid. Like it. He did not like it. Um, a little baby boy. But yeah, what else is happening? Seventeen's um, gonna come out with new music in August. That announcement was made recently. Yeah, mm, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's good. That's <laughs> a good start. So, what are we gonna talk about today? Okay, Shannon? so today is an episode that we have like jokingly talked about doing for a really long time. Um, but we were hanging out at the pool the other day, and we were just like, "No, we gotta do it. Like, it's our podcast." Um, so today's episode is not technically about K-pop, but I think it's important in that it's about like our roots and like what our our initial draw to this type of manufactured bubblegum pop music mm-hmm. and how it has led us to where we are yeah, our today. Own, our own history with this genre. With this genre of music and how I think it has contributed to how much we love K-pop. Um, and I know for a fact, because of some very excited emails we've gotten when we have like mentioned some of these groups in passing before, we've gotten people who've been like, I thought I was the only person in the world that remembered that group thank you so for the this episode is for those people um and i hope that everybody who is around our age and watched just as much disney channel has you know similar uh memories Mm -hmm. but mostly this episode is for us yeah (laughs) because it's our show and we do what we want and we wanted to talk so what we're talking about today is this like late 90s early 2000s western pop um is there any particular way that you want to dive into this? Topic? I was going to ask, I was going to start with the question because I know my own answer and I think it also, it paints a picture of my music things. But do you remember what like the first song you were really, really into? Like even if you were like two years old and your parents had to tell you it was your favorite song and you don't remember? Yes, mine it doesn't match with this okay. genre. Okay. <laughs> Because mine is Wilson Phillips' Hold On. Mm. Like, when I was three and four, like, there was no other CD. There was no other song. It was, like, the only thing I wanted. And if you're not familiar with Wilson Phillips, they were a a girl group in the early 90s that was two sisters and a friend. 
and they did like three part harmony, like girl pop mm-hmm. rock. And I was very, very into it. And yeah. like listening to it now, like, oh, it like perfectly leads into oh, all of these things. Um, so I guess I was just curious if you had a similar one or if you think. Well, it is pop music, but it is my the first song I remember being really, really into was uh, Prince When Doves Cry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because Prince was on an episode of The Muppets once. Oh, wow. When um, he was just a symbol when he changed his name to the symbol. Oh, my God, right. Um, But I was like three when he was on that. Uh Uh-huh. And I just thought he was so beautiful. And my mom had a uh, Purple Rain cassette tape. And so we would listen to that in the car. Um, And so, yeah, I loved loved Prince. I still do. Yeah, and then I think if we were, like, if we just want to go, like, chronologically, like, through our childhoods, and then I think we'll just bounce around and things will remind Mm -hmm. us of stuff and we'll play clips or whatever. But the first, I was very, very into Hanson Mm -hmm. in fourth grade. There, that was the first concert I ever saw. Oh, okay. Was Hanson at the Hollywood Bowl. Um, and so that was just like screaming, screaming fangirls. The moms around me were wearing headphones, like, head, uh, Earmuffs. Earplugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, because the, the screaming was so crazy. Um, but I do feel like that was like my baptism mm-hmm. into this world. It's like as a little girl, my first concert was like the most. How old were you when you went to that Hanson concert? 10. Awesome. I was 10 when I went to my first concert. And it was? It was Backstreet Yes. Boys. Okay. See? At, yeah. At the Frank Irwin <laughs> Center in Austin. Um, and it was their Millennium Tour. And Ooh. so they flew in on these like futuristic skateboards <laughs> on wires. And I remember thinking it was the coolest thing my babysitter took me. Um, my mom got me the tickets and was like, I'm not taking you. <laughs> so she got my young babysitter to take me. Um, I don't even think we stayed for the whole thing because I right. was like young and I maybe it was a school night or something. At the Hanson concert, my best friend Bailey fell asleep (laughs) but I couldn't believe it because it was truly the loudest thing that I've ever been to but it was so exciting Mm. because I had a full wall of Hanson posters Mm. my grandma thought they were girls (laughs) oh yeah they had such long hair I remember that being the joke (laughs) that was their thing is that they Um, like had long blonde mm -hmm. hair yeah they had long hair and they were kind of grungy and they played their own instruments um I was never that into Hanson my older sister was really into Mm -hmm. Hanson because I I think Hanson Oh no! No, um, go ahead. I like they. They have continued on, and like they mm-hmm. make very good music, and they because they were very talented. Yeah. But I feel like they're, they're all very hot now. Yeah, but I feel like their <laughs> moment as like a cool teen band was a really short moment. Yeah, and it so was me short. and your sister are like the perfect age to have mm-hmm. caught that, and you were just like a little yeah. too young because it was a moment. It was very fast, and Hanson like just to date ourselves, like Hanson debuted in 1992. <laughs> um, so that is before some of you were born. Um, and and maybe you don't even know who Hanson is. So. I know. Um, I, I'm trying not to think about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think that the young people who are listening to this, like maybe they'll hear an old weird pop song and they'll like it. But like I'm, this no, is for think- the olds that are having nostalgia. This is for nostalgia olds, please. Like, oh, guys, you guys are so, some of you are so young when you eat, when you message us. I can't even take it. <laughs> I, like, want to die sometimes, I swear. It makes we love you. We're so glad you listen to our podcast, but you have to know you're so young but and it kills us because we're not. I know when these like <laughs> sweet young, I'm like, so I just, I, I don't know. It's like really cool that you guys listen because it's like, oh, cool. Like we're hip with hey, them. They like us. But it also makes me feel like my insides, like you are just like scooping out my insides <laughs> and dumping them on the ground when you're like, <laughs> I don't know. They make me 
me feel so old. Um, okay, anyway, Hanson came out in 1992, so that was just a little bit too, too yes, young. And I for saw me. them in 98. That was like the height. Mm-hmm. That was Mbop, yeah. like the height of their yeah, yeah, coolness. Yeah. And I, even when I like went to the Backstreet Boy concert, I remember I was very excited and like super grateful or whatever. I did like the Backstreet Boys and I had that album, but I was more of an NSYNC fan. Like okay. NSYNC was my favorite. I think, yeah, I, I'm in my elementary school, that was like very much like mm-hmm. it was a team. Ba- NSYNC and Backstreet Boys was like a team sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you could only pick one. You couldn't really, like you could be a fan of both, but you had to have a favorite. Yeah, I feel like I was never, like I was really, really into Hanson, like had posters of Hanson mm-hmm. and cared about Hanson. I feel like with both NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, I was never like full fangirl for either. Like I liked the radio singles and I was like, that one's the cutest. Uh, Like I liked Brian for Backstreet Boys and I was a Lance girl for NSYNC. Interesting. I was a JC fan uh, for NSYNC and a Kevin fan for (laughs) Backstreet Boys. Wow. (laughs) You? Wow. I feel like Kevin... So nicely applies <laughs> to your current bias list. Like there is a Kevinness about a lot of them. Are you serious? Yes. How Kevin is like his 10 facial years older it's than his all facial of them. structure. <laughs> it's his like trench coat. Like oh, they do. <laughs> I, my guys do always wear the long coats. Yeah, that's true. There's like a long coat. My guys always are in the long coats. Oh, uh, what's wrong with me? Anyway, I but, remember being very alone in my Kevin fandom as yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, and I nobody liked Kevin because he was. Old. I liked it for NSYNC. I liked Chris at first, just <gasps> to be different, and I he looked. And I felt like he, he had this cool hair. hair in the debut album in the horrible. like sleeve, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so he seemed like cool. Like and everyone and liked corners, and everyone liked Justin. And I yeah. was like, not about. I always was a, mm-hmm. against. The, I I was just talking at a pool party with some people yet yesterday about how I was never a Leonardo DiCaprio girl either. I was oh, just yeah. like, I was, he's overrated. Mm-hmm. Oh I was God, not into Leo. Loved loved Leonardo DiCaprio. I didn't because my sister did. So I was like, <laughs> meh. Not for um, me. Not for me. Anyway, and Sink and Backstreet Boys. Um, but I would honestly say like, and it was fun to go back through this because basically what I did was just like, I just Googled like mm-hmm. pop groups of the 90s and the 2000s and like made a list of groups that I remember really liking. And I was surprised by myself when most of the groups that I like really was a fan of when I was a kid were girl groups. Yeah. Um, I was really more into female artists than I was boy artists. And there wasn't really a band or a group that I like fangirled over the way, the way I do now. Yeah. I think this, I feel like this is a perfect segue into the group that for me feels like the most comparable to my current K-pop thing and that was how into the Spice Girls I was. Oh yes. And how much of a the Spice Girls was enough of a moment that there was so much Spice Girls merch. Yeah. That like I feel like that is the is the closest parallel to my current K-pop life is that like being a Spice Girls fan meant that there was like so mm-hmm. much content. Yeah. And like at my birthday party, my I think it was my eighth birthday party, somebody got me the Spice Girls live in Istanbul concert <gasps> VHS. And we watched it and it was like half concert footage and half like behind, behind the, the scenes. scenes. And like, I watched I just, that VHS tape at a Girl Scout sleepover. Oh, <laughs> I just, re- it was so good. I just remember being like, seeing the Spice Girls being like real girls and eating food and telling me about their lives. I just couldn't. Oh my God. It was the greatest yeah. videotape 
that I've ever had. Oh, it yeah. was so it was the important coolest. And Spice World like changed my life. I loved that movie so much. I thought the hu- I still to this day I've I've watched that movie recently and I argue that it holds up. In oh, it the, totally in the same does. Way that like help holds up. Yeah, it's like, like a perfect British parody. Yeah, music it's super movie. funny. And Alan Cumming is in it, and he always to this day brings that that up as like a highlight of his career, which I fully support. Um, but I also like Spice Girls. That was my group. Like my friends and I would like play Spice Girls during recess. Oh, it was very like, important. Everybody's had, birthday party in fourth mm-hmm. grade was a Spice Girls birthday party. Yeah. And uh, they made those Spice Girl Barbie dolls. Did you ever have one of those? I never had one of the dolls, but I was very into the lollipop collecting. Oh, do you I remember, remember those? The lollipop collecting. Okay, they were like, do you know those like chupa chupa chups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those like kind of Chupas. creamy yeah, yeah. little lollipops. I don't know, but it was like those kinds of lollipops. I'm looking it up right now. It's because Baby Spice was always sucking on them. Yes. Okay. So there was this company that made these chupa like chups. Yeah, yes. that is what it is. They were chupa chups of Spice Girls, mm-hmm. and they had there was like they were a red lollipop with a yeah. clear top, and there was something printed on the gum inside, like a scary spice or whatever, and then they all had stickers inside. Yeah. And there was a boy... 24 stickers to collect. Yes, and there was a boy in my class named Boris, and we sat next to each other, and we both had binders where we kept our Spice Girls stickers. And it was, like, a very big deal to, like, open... Like, if we'd gone to the mall and we'd gotten them at the, like, the the candy store that just has candy... Get some Spice Girls lollipops, open them up in class, squeal over what stickers we got, place them in our binder. Mm-hmm. And we would also flatten out the, the box wrappers. Itself. Yeah. Oh, the wrappers. It was very important. And I feel like never again has something like, but a lot of the K-pop merch like reminds me of this totally, kind of stuff. Totally. Um, who was your Spice Girls bias? Bi- uh, baby, like 100%. Mm-hmm. I wore my hair in pigtails for like two years after, after this. Do you want to guess who was my favorite? Were you a scary girl? Yeah. Okay. She was my favorite. (laughs) My second, my, I like, I've always been very pro Mel C. I think she's a great singer and I liked her solo career after. And everyone forgets that Sporty is the lead singer of, she's the lead vocal of Spice Girls. Everyone forgets that. My second favorite was Jerry. Yeah. I think I appreciated the girl power vibe. Yeah. And I've, I always, I always wished I could be a Victoria. I was never a Victoria mm. type, but I yeah. wished that I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like at yeah, when people would have Spice Girls birthday parties and you'd have to dress up like the Spice Girls, mm-hmm. it was like an easy, I don't know, they were just like this perfect It was so thing easy to do. Where you, it was they so easy had, to do. They all had such yeah. a distinct style that like you could just... Mm-hmm. You know, if you put on something uh, animal print, then you're yeah. this one. If you have a little dress, you're this one. Like, it was very... And to this day, especially now with this, like, how, like, the 90s is coming back into fashion or whatever, There, I always think of this one scene in Spice World where they are practicing one of their songs, um, and they're standing at mic stands, and Scary Spice is wearing what is essentially, like, an astronaut's costume. She's wearing these, like, er, super high-waisted, puffy white pants. Uh-huh. With a matching puffy white jacket, which makes her look like she's like wearing a spacesuit. But the jacket is open and she's wearing just like a bra underneath. And that is an outfit that I have seen on literally countless K pop girls <laughs> today. Like all of CLC's me 
outfits yes. or this sporty, yes. this scary spice uh-huh. outfit. Just the unzipped. Uh-huh. Big puffy jacket, big puffy pants, teeny tiny top. Or yeah, the thing that CLC or that uh, G Idol is doing that I feel like I've seen Scary Spice do is that they're wearing like a mechanic jumpsuit, but mm. you un- yes, yes, yes. take it and then you just sort of tie it or leave it hanging yeah, yeah, yeah. and just leave the pants behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels like a scary spice thing. Um, but they were so fucking iconic and they were so cool. And I feel I like know. I've said this on the podcast before, but like right before I discovered K-pop, I had put all my Spice Girls albums like back in yeah. my rotate and on my iPod. Cause it's just I was craving it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite like Spice Girls thing? Like I feel like we should take a moment and like watch something. Do you have a Spice Girls thing? Because I have one thing I'm thinking of. You pull it up. You pull it up. Yes. Yes. Okay. From my from the concert DVD, they do the song "If You Can't Dance," and I just remember there's like a there's a choreography to it. Like they're Mm -hmm. just like doing like little fingers or something. And I thought it was the coolest shit in the whole world. Like I don't know what it is about this, but goddamn it! If you can't dance, if you can't dance, if you can't dance to this, you can't do nothing for me, baby. Woo! Yes, and there's outfits. And that dip dye ombre is so ahead of its time. That's Red Velvet's debut Uh hair. Yeah, this is 1997. I totally remember this outfit because I was like scandalized that Scary Spice's entire jumpsuit is see-through. Yes. And Victoria's super big hair. I've always wished that I could get my hair that big ever. Yeah. And Sporty's ponytail is perfect Mm -hmm. in a way that like ponytails are never perfect. Yeah. Baby Spice's entire outfit is Red Velvet's peekaboo aesthetic. Yes. See, we're tying this back to K-pop. I mean, those platform shoes. Yeri reminds me of Baby Spice. Yes. Oh, my God. This is apropos of nothing, but I love how thick the Spice Girls were. Yeah, I never realized it. They are not that skinny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Victoria didn't get stupid skinny until Until like 10 years after this. Mm -hmm. And Sporty is so buff. I fucking loved this verse in Spanish. I know. Maybe it's problematic now, but as a tiny Latina child, I was into it. Hey, (laughs) macho. <laughs> but she Doesn't seems even cool. Make sense. <laughs> it's like Smenglish. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very minor choreography, but this was also something where like that. There yes! Like, there was like a shot of Baby Spice from this that like was so important to me, and I can't even describe why, but it just was. I loved this VHS tape. It was so good. Yeah. It was fantastic, and there. All of their music and music like this, like this is the kind of shit that my sister and I would just spend hours in our living room choreographing our own. Oh my god, yes, my whole Girl Scout troop, we had full choreography to every single song. Stop, most important. That one, I was gonna say, I still remember the moves that my sister and I made to stop. Everybody made their own stop moves because it was like telling you what to say. Yeah, it was. Stop right now. Thank, Thank you, very, you much. very much. I need somebody with a human. human. Uh, everyone did the I same did. thing. <laughs> <laughs> In this live band. Yeah. God, the Spice Girls were so good. To this day. You go, ladies. You go. 
Yeah, they were very cool. I'm gonna. So since, I'm gonna fade this, yeah, go but for it. yes, oh, so Spice Girls. Basically, like this episode, we just want to sort of run down different. I just want to re- relive my memories. Yeah, we just want to <laughs> talk about like stuff that we used to love. So along this line, like since we're talking about UK girl groups, I want to talk about Bewitched. Okay, because Bewitched be star. It was be yeah, star be asterisk. Witched. Yes. Um, and this is a group that they're a four member girl group from Ireland that came out in 1997. Um, and then they reunited in 2012. So technically they're still together. Um, so they came out in 1997, but for me, like they, I feel like I know about Bewitched because of the Disney channel. I was like, really, I loved the Disney channel when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and it was one of the only channels I was allowed to watch. Um, and so (laughs) that was very formative. Thanks mom. Um, but (laughs) so they had a song called Say La Vie. Yeah. Um, and I personally, like, this is a super easy thing to tie into K-pop because this is basically an OST. They didn't make it for I don't think they made it for it. But, um, the Disney channel original movie smart house heavily featured this song say la vie and so then they made they have a regular music video and then they also made a music video that played on the disney channel that like had scenes of smart house in it it (laughs) the talking parts in this oh my god yes i rewatched this the other day and i was like oh shit is this way dirtier than i thought it was oh just listen to the lyrics and i couldn't tell i literally wrote like Am I just a terrible adult now? They're all wearing like full denim outfits. Yep. <laughs> Gotta let me in. Hey, hey, let, let the, the fun, fun begin. begin. Hey. I'm the wolf today. Uh huh, I'll puff, I'll huff, I'll puff, I'll blow you away. Say you'll do what I don't. Say you so they are dancing, which is fun. Um, this whole music video takes place in a meadow, and it's like entirely CGI. Midsummer, <laughs> all these fake flowers. Yeah. Crazy. They're just like sitting in a field, doing silly little, silly choreo, and there's one boy for the whole group. Um, oh yeah, look at that, and he's wearing very ugly pants. They're very pleated. They're and all they wearing look very like ugly shit. pants. But this is pretty intense choreography. They're wearing, they're moving the whole time. Yeah, and they're shaking and jumping a lot. Yeah. Oh no, this dog is gonna eat. Is he gonna bite this kid in the crotch? That's what no. it looks like is gonna happen. Oh, they kiss. They're, they tied <laughs> him to a tree to kiss him. That's I not know. good. The speaking parts really killed me. Also, um, just so that you don't forget that they are Irish, coming up there will be an Irish jig break. Oh. <laughs> Instead of a rap break. <laughs> she just Irish ruffled that boy's break. hair like Here it is. you. Here it is. <laughs> oh, they're good. Yeah, they're they're Irish river dancers. Mm. <laughs> that was very popular in the night late 90s. Yeah, I don't know. River dance that was, was that huge. Was big. Um, but I had this CD and I was really into it and I sort of like went through the track list the other day as I was preparing for this episode and I will, I, I actually do want you to play a clip of Blame It on the Weatherman. Okay. I was going to say my, I don't know if it's on that album, but my favorite Bewitch song was on the Princess Diaries soundtrack and it's called Hold On. Mm, okay. We can play little clips of, of both of these. Well, this cover art I, They look very different something in this. This else. Their faces look fake. Yeah. When I listened to this song the other day, the first thing I thought of was, this sounds like a Taeyeon song. 
Ooh. All right. It does. <laughs> <laughs> That's so very good. It's just one more day. No one said there would be rain again. Anyway, eight-year-old me was really into this, and I would, like, listen to it dramatically in my living room. <laughs> so this one, this Hold On one, was much later because Princess Diaries came out when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember this song. Let go, it's gonna be all right. Don't run away. What you're afraid of Come, Come on, on Show them what you're made of I know it's <laughs> all when your hope is gone But you gotta keep holding on Yeah, I loved that one yeah. that, I remember like listening to that one in my car When I could drive That like, Princess Diaries soundtrack was great It was good <laughs> It was very good um, But yeah, Bewitched was a So that is a great example of a uh a group that I loved when I was a kid. What is what? Let's just go back and forth. Okay. Group that you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, I guess I need to take a moment and talk about like the next. I don't know, you kids. The world was so different when the internet was like not really a thing. Because mm-hmm. I remember so many of these groups. There would be like a special on Fox Family. Freeform used to be called Fox Family before it was ABC Family before it was Freeform, mm-hmm. and they would just like on a Saturday afternoon like play some weird special that would introduce you to some weird Swedish girl group. And then Mm -hmm. they'd like do two songs and then they'd never play it again. And you could like never find more information about them, but I'd buy their single at target. Totally. But that's all there was, you know, like there was just this, you'd get these weird glimpses of like a a Disney channel special or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. Cause when I grew up, I had like a lot of rules about the kind of media I was allowed to consume. We like didn't have a computer and I, we didn't have cable for a really long time. Like I didn't get the Disney channel until I was in like middle school. So when all of this stuff is coming out, like I have the radio is basically my only exposure to it. Radio and I was allowed to watch like basic cable, like Saturday morning cartoons or whatever. And there was this uh, show and I don't remember, I don't remember what it was called. I don't remember what channel it was on. All I remember is that I remember what the rest of it was, but at the end of every show, they would have like a little stage and they would promote like some new group yeah. kind of like that. Like some newish group would and come they out. they were usually foreign and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But that <laughs> I know is like how I found one of these groups in particular, which we can talk about later. But that was like, yeah, it was like almost like a little music bank or something. And you get to see this like new group. Yeah. Um, Is there a particular group that you want to talk about? I had brought that up to talk about another group, but I feel like I'd rather just play this one second of a thing that I had forgotten that existed until this very morning. And it was a group that I would remember being introduced to on some sort of kids channel weird special. And I'm just going to play because I still think the opening lines to this is the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Got introduced to you by a friend. You were cute and all that, baby, you set the trend. Yes, you did, I'll 
The next thing I know, we're down at the cinema. We're sitting there, he start kissing me. What's that about? <laughs> love will find a way. Don't say you love me. You don't even know me. If I remember this song. Then give me some time. Don't go there, baby. Not before I'm ready. Don't say your heart's in a hurry. It's not like we're gonna get married. Um, okay, so this group was called M2M. Mm -hmm. I'm looking up where they were from, but I just remember they had like a Disney Channel special. They were like super, super, super foreign. It's just a duo, um, yes. a brunette and a blonde. And they were- They from... cut Nor Norwegian. Yes. Mm -hmm. They kind of remind me of uh, that Michelle Brandt duo. Yes. Oh, what were they called? The Heart, The Wreckers is what the Michelle Branch country duo was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle Brandt. Branch. No, it is Branch. Brant is another girl that I know. We She's know a, a Michelle Brant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle, Michelle Brant. Michelle is Brant. No, yeah. Okay, Seriously. so that song, Don't Say You Love Me, came out in 1999. And I, like, remember I was, like, babysitting. And I remember the living room I was in. And I watched the special. <laughs> and the girls seemed so cute and cool. But, like, their English was very bad. But they did a little mini concert of their songs. And I had, I used to, like, here's an old people thing that y'all kids don't know about. But they used to release physical singles. Mm -hmm. And like, so you could get a CD or a, or a cassette that like just had one song on yeah. it. And sometimes it would have like an album preview where mm -hmm. they'd play like 10 second snippets of other songs that will be on the full album yeah. when it comes out. But yeah, like this weird. Like a M highlight medley that people yes. come out with now. Yes. But this like M2M, like don't say you love me. I don't. That was like a song that I specifically remember, like a TV, TV showed it to me. <laughs> And then I never heard anything about mm -hmm. it like ever again. And I don't know. Did that song play on the radio? Does it feel familiar to you or Definitely. was it just a Disney Channel thing? It may have just been a Disney Channel thing because I was a Disney Channel kid, um, but I, I couldn't tell you. I definitely recognize that song. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. Um, and here's another group that you and I both were really into, um, which was, this is like fun to talk about because they were a co-ed group. Oh my God, please. S Club S 7. S Club 7. S Club. There ain't, ain't no, no party, party like, like an S Club, Club party. So S Club 7 was a British co-ed group. Um, and they were also like, the trend at the time was that mm -hmm. there were like, Company like in a K-poppy way, there were companies just like putting together as many like young kid groups, and they would literally yeah. just put stuff in the paper, mm -hmm. like seeking teens, and they'd have like mall auditions and throw yeah. groups together. So S Club Seven is a seven-member co-ed group from England. They came out in about 1999, and I say ish because they had like originally they came out with a show called like Miami Seven, and it was a British show, but it was like about this band in Miami and like they were just sort of playing themselves and like trying to make it or whatever. And then when they tried to, they wanted to like do a US, US attention to, they renamed their show S Club Seven in Miami. Um, and then I think they were able to like then parlay that into like a second season, which yes. was just called S Club Seven or just called S Club. Um, and I loved that show because they would like, it was like Saturday morning cartoons. They would uh -huh. play it on ABC, ABC Family. It was called um, Fox Family at the time. And yeah. I, the thing I remember most about it because I, the opposite of you, was a raised by TV kid that mm -hmm. co watched. I mean, my mom would get mad about certain things, but God, I 
I watched so much TV when I was little. Um, and I remember it was like we got a new channel. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly Channel 37 appeared and there was no Channel 37. It was Channel 37. And it was 37. called like, it was called the Family <laughs> Channel for a second and yeah. it was very Canadian. And then it got called Fox Family and they made such a big deal out of it being a new show or a new channel. And they'd advertise their, sh- like the commercial breaks were mm-hmm. almost entirely like about other shows on Fox Family. Yeah. And one of the things was like, S Club, S Club 7. And I remember watching it on Saturday mornings with my dad. And it was yeah. like, they were like janitors at a hotel. Well, they were a band. Like they right. play themselves. <laughs> yes, and yes, they yes. just sort of get into like hijinks. And for the most part, it's very realistic. But the best episode. But anyway, it's like the seven of them. And they're, the whole premise of the show is basically that the seven of them are driving around the U.S. in this like red Mustang convertible and just like trying to be a band wherever yeah. they go. I remember there being like a Florida season and then there was like an mm-hmm. on the road season mm-hmm. where they were driving and they'd stop at different weird places. And yeah. then they landed in L.A. and then the guy from the Brady Bunch mm-hmm. was like their manager. manager. Yeah. And so while they were doing this, like, road trip season, they could do this episode. Like, I remember one of their episodes is, like, a Blair Witch pro- yes, Project I, parody Yes, parody, because that I was, like, it. the thing at the moment. Um, yeah, 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 That yeah, one yeah. was really good. Um, the whole show was very, like, tongue-in-cheek and sort of, like, meta about it. So it has a it has a sense of humor that, personally, I think, like, holds up. Yeah. Um, but uh, this episode is, like, they're driving through and they, like, go through this, like, wibbly, like, <laughs> I don't know, thing. And they end up Wormel. in 19, like, 50-something. Um, and they have a drag race with these, like, guys. So I want you to – I have, like, several um, – no, it's that one, S Club Party. It was oh. the first thing. Because they do a thing where they make sure every single person gets a line. <laughs> right. Yes. Okay. I can't I – can't, I have so much to say about this. Okay, here we go. Hey, kooks, this ain't no fancy dress party. Could have fooled me. What, did you weirdos come here to race that thing? <laughs> yeah. And we'll beat you. We'll take you to the cleaners. We'll hang you out to dry. Like a row of grungy old socks. To sum it up, daddy-o, we're gonna kick your butts from here to butt kickingville. Oh, yeah? Yeah! Get down tonight, yeah! Ain't no party like an S-Club party! And this is choreo where it was like, you wanted to learn it! Yeah. Okay, I must ask. Do you have, because I definitely do, biases, rankings, and S Club 7, how did you feel about them? Joe was my favorite girl, Joe and Hannah. Joe is the main singer, and in, if you're watching this music video, she's all in red. Hannah was, like, the youngest, and she was, like, ditzy. That was her uh-huh. her persona. My favorite guy was John. Okay. I was a I was a Rachel and Bradley girl. Oh, fair enough. I thought Rachel was the prettiest and the coolest and like she didn't get lines very often, but I feel like when they did they counted. Yeah. And so I was always very into Rachel cuz she was like the hot one, but Joe was the most talented one mm-hmm. and Bradley was funny. So I liked him the best. Fair but enough. I never liked Tina. They always made her like no fun on the I show, know, but I also never liked her. But wait, also I I specifically wrote this part down. Oh. 
more groups should do this. They're, yes. They are not the only one. I, this was a pattern that I noticed in several of these groups. Of people introducing that, the gang? Yes, member intros in the specifically in the song, like in uh, Spice Girls' Wannabe, right? They yes. say the whole rap verse about all of them. We just sort of talked over part of it, but this like... Uh, they do that here in S Club. And in the music video itself, they have a moment where, like, that one member jumps in the air and then their name appears next to them. So you can start attaching the faces and the names. And there are multiple groups that do it. And we should do that today. Like, that's what NCT needs. Hold on. My mother did not like that. I remember because mm-hmm. they say, Hoochie Mamas, show ya nanas. I'm like, no, my mom did not like that the at all. The first line is, is ghetto boys make, make some, some noise. noise. Uh-huh. Hoochie mamas show you're not like, what mm-hmm. on earth? What is happening? Um, but I will recommend, I mean, I personally, I think S Club 7's music still is a bop. And it's well, so much of it great. still super holds up. Um, I, my recommendation though for like, a B-side maybe came out the next year and it was called Never Had a Dream Come True. That one got, ra- that was the one that got rated. Which one got radio play? Because there was one Never like towards the end true, that like think, was on regular ass radio. I think this one was. Okay. If, if not um, some other song. This song is truly by Joe and her six backup dancers. I think that song is still good. Um, I just really love the part where they go, Say you will, say you will, no, no, will, um, yeah, I love that one. I think that's my favorite S Club song. Did you have another song? Yes, my favorite, because I, I have such, like, great, like, lovely memories of getting S Club 7 CDs for Christmas. Mm. Like, it's very deeply in my mind. And, like, listen, I have my little Walkman and, like, oh, my S Club 7 CDs. They were so important to me. But this song, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Whatever, I'm a grown-up. I'll, <laughs> I'll go through it. But I'm going to find the right part. This song was called Show Me Your Colors. And there's like a part, the lyrics when I was like a very like sad middle schooler and the boys didn't love me back. Like this song was like, it was one of my like, I don't know. I would make the lyrics my away message. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let me try to find the part. No one else knows what that means. Youngins don't know. <laughs> I think it's right after this. It's the outro. I remember now. Here it comes. Oh, God. I'm not allowed to adore you the way you know I really want, but I do, even though it's been a nightmare to pretend that it's all over. It's not the easiest thing to avoid damages already done. I'm in love with you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was perfect. It was perfectly emo for me, but 
God, I love Desk Club so much. And they like, yeah, it was great. They had a funny TV show mm -hmm. and their music was like so good because like the boys and the girls and there was always harmonies because yeah. there was like so many of them. Mm -hmm. And like Joe, I feel like she has a very like uh, sporty spy uh, thing to her. They both totally. have those horrible armband yeah. tattoos and, and wore a lot of tank tops. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Joe she was, was sporty spice. She for was sure. very, very talented. Yeah. Um, but S Club, like many uh, groups of the time, fell apart when one of the dudes had a bad drug problem and the whole thing like went to shit. And a bunch of them have also like totally disgraced themselves for being racist or being crazy, like yeah. in the years since. But I checked up. Rachel, Rachel is still though, doing good yeah. and she still looks great and she's fine. I feel but, like, like she's the only one who has who was able to like parlay S Club into some kind of successful solo career and the rest of them just like tanked it in one way or another one way or another or just snuck away yeah or just was like i'm gonna back away. whatever but god i loved s club so much and i loved uh imitating their accents and i loved their tv show and i loved I their loved cd their and they had cool clothes and like s love was just the coolest yeah Anyway. Anyway. What's another group you want to talk about? Okay, another group that I have to talk about that also was exclusively advertised to me via commercials. Mm -hmm. I don't think this group got actual real radio play. I don't think they did. I just remember on every single kid's channel, they would have those like mail order CD commercials. Sure. And now like, new hot boy band Dream Street ah. is what they were called. Um, I need to look up like how old they were so little mm -hmm. watching these videos this week were cracking my shit up 1999 uh, because I was the same age as them. So like it was it was for me perfectly. But looking back on it, it is crazy because they are like little children. I'm going to pull up the music video for their biggest single because one of the boys in the music video and on their Maury performance because they performed on Maury once. <laughs> Maybe I should pull that up instead of the music video. But uh, they, one of the boys, like, pulls his, like, jacket off to show his, like, skinny child shoulder. Like, the whole. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, if, if, if someone is sitting there like, Dream Street, what the heck is that? Um, if you guys remember Jesse McCartney, um, this is where, where Jesse McCartney yes, came Jesse from. Yes, Jesse McCartney came from um, this. You want to know something, like, weirdly embarrassing? And I don't know what this says about me. Um... I remember very specifically, I had a friend um, in elementary school who loved Dream Street. Uh -huh. And I remember her showing them to me and my immediate reaction was, they're too young. Oh, weird. Because <laughs> you were younger. I was younger than them. And I was like, nah, I need my 40-year-old Kevin. Uh, well, <laughs> I love Dream Street. There was one member, his name was Matt, and he was my ideal he was, oh no, Matt was not my ideal. Uh, it was Chris, Chris. They were so little and one of them was like so Jersey Shorey. This one in the middle, Frankie. Oh my God. But this one, that was my favorite. The with one with the, the spiky, spiky hair. hair and the sunglasses. Oh my he was my favorite. Oh, um, they're all horrible. No, it was, <laughs> it was pretty horrible. It was pretty horrible, but I had posters of them on my wall oh my and God. I was like fully obsessed with them. Um, but this I'm, is the kind of shit that I'm like, these boys look like some, like this is what the joke I made about Backstreet Boys, where you're just like driving a truck around Florida and being like, who wants to be yes, in a boy band? Pick up and like a truck random of boys. boys hop in the back. Yeah, but this is like an East Coast version of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Drive a truck around Jersey. But this is, 
I'm going to play a second of this and then I have to play a clip of what one of their songs that was like my absolute favorite. And I still to this day think it's great, even though their voices are too high and it's very weird. See, look, a shoulder. Oh, God. And in the music video, they show them being chased by girls. Like when they advertise them on TV, they were like establishing like, hey, they're popular. They weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all a ploy. Oh my God. When Jesse McCartney. Oh, and they work the name of their group into their. <laughs> oh my God. This is so funny. <laughs> and Look they also, that. I think they like taught them in yeah, boy band yeah. school to like. Just put your hands on your chest yeah, and then yeah, hold yeah. them out because one of the boys, like, it's like a compulsion. He just, like, keeps. See, the one I liked was the main dancer. Ah. Uh, Big pants. Um, but this album was, I definitely bought it at Target, like the commercial told me to. And I loved it. Um, and one of my. Uh, I love, okay, there's this one song and it's basically Jesse. Like Jesse pretty much yeah. sang all of it because he was like insanely, annoyingly talented. Like yes. his voice is very high and like no puberty yet, but like, yeah. and he it was didn't good. take long for him to become a solo artist. Yeah. yeah shortly yeah. after Dream Street. This was very out. quick, but yeah. I've always, the melody of this song has always, I just still think that it's so good. It like gets me right in my chest. That's called Gotta Get the Girl and I have to play a clip on it. This is like listening to Jackson 5. Yeah, his voice is so high. You know what? It sounds fake. It sounds like someone put a chipmunk filter on someone's Yeah, voice. it's compressed to shit. Yeah. And listening to this album this week, I honestly could not believe how cheap it sounds. Like, there is not a real mm-hmm. instrument to be found. Like, the oh, drums yeah. are fake. Everything is fake. And, like, yeah, because auto-tune has, had not been, like, perfected yet, they were just compre- <laughs> compressing their voices as much as they could. Oh, my God. And there was one group that I... I remembered liking and I, I can't even remember what it was. I don't even think that I like wrote it down, but there was some group that I, I remembered liking and then I went back and I, I tried to listen to them again and there was just so much auto tune in it and the auto tune was horrible that I was like, Oh, how did I ever stomach this crap? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And looking at this album on Spotify now, I honestly, like it has 14 tracks on it, which is so, which long. is so many, That's so many. And yeah, these boys like did not exist for very long. And the whole thing was like, I'm sure some investors like spent too much trying to make boy band or whatever, but it was like such this tiny flash in the pan, but they totally hook, line and sinker, like got 11 year old me. Because they had all these commercials that were, like, telling you that Dream Street was popular. Yeah. And they had, like, a special on Fox Family or whatever where there was a crowd of girls, like, screaming for Dream Street. And they, like, 
they made it seem like they were a big deal, but they were not a big deal at all. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But it was like this whole thing and it worked. It totally worked on child me as far as I knew Dream Street was very popular and I had <laughs> to find them and I had to meet them and then we would be destined to be together or whatever. But yeah. uh, I loved them. And again, I kept this CD in my car all throughout high school. Like, I don't get tired of this kind of music. Like, it's fun to play like nostalgia, but all this stuff, I still think it's good. <laughs> I can't necessarily say that same thing about Dream Street in particular. Sure, that's fine. But when I was going back and I was watching stuff for this episode, the one song that I I will, this is the hill I will die on. There's another group, which I had their CD. I have no idea how I came upon them. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. Dream. Yes, this was the P. Diddy They're group. a four-member girl group. They debuted in 1998, but their biggest hit was called He Loves You Not uh, from 2000. And this, first of all, these costumes in the dance scene for this uh, music video, the music video is just like a box video where they're either like staring at the camera or they're dancing. And then at the very end, they like get in a dune buggy and they have a beach party. <laughs> the dance, The dance outfits are so Mamamoo Go Go Bebe. They are the same color scheme there. Oh, yeah. See? And like so Mamamoo. They're that like bandana cut mm-hmm. tube top that was so cool at the time. Yes. A lot of bellies, a lot of shiny pink. And this choreo is great. Dream <laughs> was slept on. And that's me. He loves me. He, he loves, loves you not. What you do, he's never gonna be with you. What he's got. And that's me. He loves me. He loves you not. Uh, so I have I have a very like deep connection to this song because when I was in sixth grade, at the end of the semester, our teacher like let us do a project where we got to sing a pop song in class, fun. like to you know break up the choir, f- no fun of it all. Mm. And she had like a list of songs we could sing, and it was clearly like whatever she had karaoke CDs for. Oh yeah, and Dream He Loves You Not was on there, and me and my friend Brittany, that's what we did for our project. And then that summer we went to Six Flags together. And they had this thing at Six Flags. It probably cost way too many monies. Probably. But you would like go into a little recording booth and they would record you with the karaoke track of something. And then they'd stand you in front of a green screen and you'd like lip sync to your own singing and they'd put whatever the F. I'm just pointing out that this choreo gets nuts. That one is really going for it a lot. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, we made a we made a green screen video to us singing "He Loves You Not," um, and we had choreography to it because we were on drill team together. Um, I've never seen this video. I do not have it. It like because Britney's mom paid for it. It went with her. But I would give anything to like see that because I know we took it extremely seriously. <laughs> so I'm sure that as good as twelve year olds dancing to something can be, that it was because we believed and we loved this song. The song was great this whole album was good i remember i don't know i didn't go back uh, and they were from were they making the band or something or did they just appear not out that of i nowhere? remember okay 
And I did a little Wikipedia search on each on each one of these guys. I, I they I don't think were they weren't. Okay. I don't think that they were. I feel like I was remembering them being a like Danity Kane style like puff daddy. The put group, them together or something. Eden's Crush is the group <gasps> that did that. Um, Eden's they, Crush. They were um, that had Nicole Scherzinger in it, and okay. that was a P Diddy one for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, another. Here's another like very obscure one because. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it was where, of course, I liked all of this pop music, but like Dream got like major radio play. That was like mm-hmm. a song that was around. But I feel like in a Dream Street S Club 7 way, I had a lot of things that I felt like were not mainstream. They were just like things that I weirdly liked for no reason. And there was this Swedish girl group called Play. Mm-hmm. And they had a moment in like 2002, 2003. Uh, they were in like a Mary Kate and Ashley movie. They also got like a Fox family special of some kind. Um, And I was like fully obsessed with them. And I still think this song is so good. It like sounds like Red Velvet or something. I don't know. I fucking love it. Uh, Ooh. But they like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think this song was also in an episode of Lizzie McGuire because people also remember it from that. Okay. They're like generating in pods like alien dolls. This is very weird. Oh, I remember this song. All of these songs have sounded the same and I'm not even mad about it. (laughs) And I'm sure if I like knew about music, I could be like, it's because they were all in this key and blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean? You know, it's fun. But yeah, they didn't like speak English at all and their accents are like very thick. And this one, this like little sexy oh baby God. was like so sure of herself. She's like 11. <laughs> a ninja crisis. Yeah, they have they have a full martial arts fight. Are you spy sure this that this city. is Lizzie McGuire and not totally spies? <laughs> I'm sure it was on Lizzie McGuire, but it is like a totally, look at you that robot that dog. Totally spies? Yes, I do. I loved that cartoon. It's us. Oh no, they have to go the save the boys from the ninja crisis. It's so sweet. Oh my. Ooh. See, look, now they're wearing ninja outfits like and they're going to fight. So much. Yeah, they're saving a school bus of boys from ninjas. Now they're getting introduced. See? This needs to happen more often. Can you imagine how much easier it would be to learn groups if they did that? Yes. I totally agree. It would be like so easy. It would be so much easier. I also, I wonder if I can find it. There was also, I I probably still have it on my phone because I bought it so long ago. Yes. The, the one member of Dream Street that I liked, Chris, did a song with Play because oh. they all like it all went together. Yeah. And I think it was like a Stevie Wonder song. or so, Like, I think it's a cover. <laughs> I don't think it's an original song, uh, but it was great. And I loved it. And I still have it on my phone to this day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There were just I felt like there was a moment in my childhood where there was just all of these 
very random groups and they just played on kids' TV shows, mm-hmm. like in the credits or like in the songs. Or they'd uh, like Disney Channel used to put Zoo on Zoog Disney. They used to put music videos like yeah. in between all of the songs, all the like shows on Dis on Disney Channel itself. Like Disney Channel was a channel that didn't have regular commercials. Like they right. would not advertise for actual things. things right? Yeah. Like they didn't advertise like household products or toys. They advertised other either. It was a commercial for another Disney show or a Disney movie, or it was like a radio Disney, like music video or something. And so it would like just be a music video instead of an actual commercial. And one group that I'm almost a hundred percent sure I, I learned of through Disney channel was the A-teens. Oh, the A-teens. The A-teens. I freaking loved the A-teens. For those of you who don't know, the A-teens were a four-member co-ed group from from Sweden, and they were an ABBA tribute band. That was their whole purpose. They came out in 1999, and the whole idea of it was to just redo ABBA, but with like modern instrumentation and crop tops basically yeah pretty much Um, and and yeah exactly two blondes two brunettes mm -hmm, like exactly like abba two girls two boys the boys are largely irrelevant in it which i don't know if that's necessarily true in um in abba i feel like the abba guys might have written a lot of like the original abba guys might have had a lot to do with the creation Mm -hmm. of the music these abba boys are pretty irrelevant (laughs) and there are scenes where like they're singing like their mouths are moving in the music video and i'm like i don't think your voice is actually on this part right now um but wow, i want a you lot to of go music videos yes okay i want you to go to the mama mia music video and go to 231 and tell me if those outfits remind you of anything okay great this is very exciting also speaking of uh music video tropes this music video has people jumping out of paintings oh no I mean, they look like Zim Salafia outfits. <laughs> That's that what ugly I green tank top. Yes, That's a tote bag. Yeah, someone's skateboarding in a club in this video. how can I resist you? But they had one original song, and it was the best. Upside down. Yes, I have to play a clip of this because this song was the shit. Or was this an ABBA song too? I always thought this one was no. Like I think original. this is an ABBA song. Got no clue what I should do. I go crazy if I can't get next to you. Yes, this is their one and only original ah. song. I thought I knew my ABBA. Oh, hey, there they are. (laughs) Well, those bugs were so cool at that moment. Yeah, those like quote unquote new Volkswagen Beetles. Uh, The blonde one has that really like, oh, this fashion is giving me everybody's light eye. They're like shimmery light eyeshadows, and their eyebrows are so little. And it's reminding me of middle school. Upside. Oh my God! I had like all that these outfit, out, like those outfits. Yeah, I laugh at this music video because 
they do, um, there's a scene in it where they go into a club and they're like dancing both on the ceiling and on the ground. And uh-huh. it kind of reminded me of those, just to like keep bringing up K-pop, it reminded me of those like Tiara music videos where everyone was dancing in the club. Yes. There, skip to it. Because they do a dance. Oh, that does yeah. look like that Tiara video for and sure. it's like a kind of easy, silly dance that like anyone could learn if you really wanted to. This choreography is so cheesy. Oh my god, these like these one one shoulder yeah. tops that say angel on them. This is what I wore to every middle school dance. Yep. Like what is being worn in this and the crimps and yeah. the blue eyeshadow and all of it. Oh man, I loved 18s. And the yeah. last thing I remember them doing is they had two songs on the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack. Oh, okay. And okay. that was like the last I remember 18s being like part of life. But they do yeah. a really good version of Can't Help Falling in Love because all there was only like Elvis songs in Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lilo, and, Lilo Stitch. and Stitch. Yeah, there I really liked the 18s and I know um my mom really liked the 18s because she really loved ABBA. So it was like music she enjoyed listening with me. Uh, I was 18. This this is all so nice. I know. I love it. Okay, we've been talking a really long time. I know there is at least one group that we really want to get to. Is there somebody else that we have to mention before we get there? We don't have to. We don't have to? Um, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, no. Because uh, I think my only other like things along this line like run so adjacent to this next group that we want to talk about that I can probably just like bring it up then. But I think the last group that chronologically both of us cared about before, before falling into K-pop world, like this Mm -hmm. is much later. We've been talking about like year 2000 and before pretty much. So like this, all of this music that we have just mentioned, like this is all stuff that we listened to as children, right? So like this is sort of the first music that we are like going out and about by ourselves and saying, finding this music and saying, yeah, I choose this. I like I have birthday money and I've gone to the record store and I am buying my, Yeah, or like it's Christmas and I get to ask for one CD. So I choose, yeah, I I choose Bewitched. Thank you very much. Um, so then fast forward like um, 10 years <laughs> because I swear to, well, first of all, this group came out in 2006. So I was like 16. I at was that a senior point. in high school. Um, and I wasn't necessarily into them when they debuted, but when Me I either. got to college, which was just like a few years later, oh baby, did I love these boys? Who are they? The Jonas Brothers. We found Jonas! weird ways to talk about them before, but like we love Jonas. And so Jonas, the thing I was going to say is that I feel like, I feel like Jonas came sort of later for me because my, my trajectory to Jonas feels like I, I liked Taylor Swift when she was a country star. I was very into Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just sort of started getting entrenched in all of the pop. Disney star pop of it all and had like drama with Jonas Brothers. Mm-hmm. But I also like really, really liked Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato back when they were like when they were kids singers, not yeah. when they became like cool, sexy grownups who were singing about sex no, and drug addiction. Still when they were on, kids. When they were still on the Disney yes. channel. Yeah, yeah. Because you and I, like as college students, <laughs> would like together our like guilty pleasure was to watch Disney channels together and so like Selena Gomez and like Demi Lovato and they and like Miley Cyrus like they had music videos that played on the Disney channel and so did 
the Jonas, Jonas Brothers. Brothers. I remember the first time I ever saw anything of theirs was they do a cover of Poor Unfortunate Souls oh, wow. from The Little Mermaid. Um, they do that on like a Radio Disney album or something. Mm-hmm. And it's it's actually pretty good. Um, but I love the Jonas Brothers. I think their music still holds up. The Jonas Brothers do write almost all of their their own music. There's really only one song they've done that like, they like didn't write themselves, which was the year 3000. If you've heard that song, they didn't write that. It is a cover. Um, <laughs> but it's a wait. Year 3000 is a cover. Yeah, it is. Who sang it first? I believe it's a group called Busted because okay. Disney actually had to censor the lyrics. Um, okay. Because there's like a lyric about how about like three breasted ladies like swimming oh, underwater. Okay. I just always thought that was it. like the weirdest fucking song. It's yeah. like so dumb and it reminds me of back bringing it all the way back to the beginning when I was talking about Hanson. Hanson had a song uh, called like the man from Milwaukee that was like, I don't know, like there's a man from Milwaukee and he's something, something. On his walkie-talkie or whatever, and Year Three Thousand always reminded me of that because they're like, "So I went to the Year Three Thousand. Not much has changed, but, they but we live, live underwater. underwater. Like I don't know, it's just <laughs> so much sounds like yeah. a kid song. I would have never thought that was a cover. I was like, totally like, yes, twelve-year-olds wrote that for sure. No, no, they did not. They did not. Um, do you remember what your first like? Because I feel like I didn't care about the Jonas Brothers until the first Camp Rock, maybe. I had maybe ignored ignored them till the first Camp Rock. I honestly don't remember how I got into the Jonas Brothers or why. Um, I don't know. I remember that I, like, sort of like cheekily or whatever um loved keeping up with like the Miley Demi Selena drama of of it yeah, all Yeah the Miley S- Selena Demi yeah there well, was so much drama It was like Miley and Selena and Nick and then uh Demi Joe and Taylor Yes yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. oh my so god I loved like keeping up with all of that drama especially because I loved Demi Lovato I think Demi Lovato is the reason that I started liking the Jonas Brothers So I definitely watched Camp Rock when it came out. And I remember thinking like this movie isn't very good, but I loved Sonny with a chance. And so I feel like my love for Demi Lovato is what eventually made me a Jonas Brothers fan. But I honestly don't remember. Oh my God, I listen to this stuff so hard, but it's also very weird because like it's bringing back lots of memories, but I also was like so drunk at this. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't, I was like 21 when we were old and listening to these like kid songs, but I fucking loved them. Yeah, I had a whole, I, I to this day on, on my computer own, own for real, every single Jonas Brothers album because I just bought their new one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like unironically listened to this shit like as an adult. Yeah. Um, I, I have a like an, an, a very unfortunate memory of a very bad car accident that I got into. Oh. And when my car, 
this is crazy. My car like tumbled into a ditch and then I was sitting there and my phone was still playing a Miranda Cosgrove song from my wow. Jonas Brothers Pandora station and it is in my head forever. Wow. Like, Well, I would like to request. Oh, please. Um, I mean, I have so many memories of you and I just like driving around and, li- and like. Or pool, drinking blaring. at the pool and listening, yeah, and listening to, Jonas to Jonas Brothers. Brothers. Yes, yes, yes. Please play Love Bug. Oh, yes. All the talking at the beginning. Fuck! Hey, man. The music video for this is a period piece. Oh. It's fucking beautiful. Hopeless, head over heels in the moment. I never thought that I'd get hit by this love bug again. I honestly do like a lot of their music. I love it. I could list a whole bunch. Oh, sure. I wrote down SOS and Paranoid. Yes. Um, because oh. those are great songs. Uh, they don't sound at all like K-pop, but I do love them. Oh, um, how can we, here's how we can tie it to K-pop. There is a Pentagon song that they did at their last yes. comeback called Spring Snow. Mm-hmm. And we decided that it sounds like Jonas Brothers. Yes. We decided that it sounds like the song Keep It Real, which was actually the theme song to their of their TV, TV show. show, which was just called Jonas. I have TV show sads because I feel like some of my favorite Jonas Brothers songs were TV show songs and they were never released yeah. as like viable so, songs. They, one exists. It was just never released. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down literally all of these song titles because I love them all. <laughs> I don't know. Because I have some faves. I have faves too, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever you think. Oops, I just pulled up. Give a little try. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love that Nick has the weirdest way that he pronounces his vowels and he's stuck with it. England, he knows. Um, I also really, really loved uh, Pizza Girl. <laughs> All of these songs sound like other songs and I can't quite place it, but it's like every single melody feels <laughs> like, yeah, I've heard this before, but yeah. like, I don't know. It just works. It just works. It just works. Were you going to talk about another song that you really Oh, I just liked? wanted to play a second of Hello Beautiful because that's oh, my, yeah, I think that's my favorite Jonas Brothers song and it was from their 2007 album, but it's just like standard <laughs> I don't know. Hello. That's where I live. <laughs> See, the thing is, I like have to admit, is like I let like. They're good at writing very, very catchy songs, but it's like very apparent that they're all essentially the same song just oh like yeah sort of switched around and hello beautiful is barely two minutes long like yeah yeah, yeah. it's barely anything but the mel- but the little melody that they picked in their raspy little boy voices i don't know it just works for me it just you works know what for me. song i love that was like 
fairly different from the rest. And it always made me laugh because like I said, I loved following the Miley, like the mm-hmm. Disney tween drama of it all. And this Through song the is 100% about Miley Cyrus. Oh. No, it's called Poison. <gasps> oh, right. Okay. I want you to play the chorus. Oh, so <laughs> naughty, Jonas Brothers. I love it. Yeah, everybody was writing. Th- yeah, it, this was just exciting because it was like everyone was writing songs about each other. Like, Seven Things I Hate About You was totally about mm-hmm. Nick. Like, they were writing songs about each other. Yeah, yeah. It was very fun and funny. Um, and I also thought it was funny, like, bringing it all back to the to the present. That movie, Isn't It Romantic? Miley's husband and Nick's yes. wife are in it. To in that movie together, yes, and all coming back together, all four of them like hang out, hang out. because Priyanka is now very good friends with Liam because they were in that movie. Together. Well, there you so, go. See, it all worked small out. Small fucking world when you're a celebrity, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I really wanted to take some time to talk about Jonas, the Jonas Brothers, for one, because this reunion tour that they're currently on is like one of the three reasons I get out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Um, It's like, I've watched like every interview. They have a documentary. I just like, I knew I was going to love it because I've always loved the Jonas Brothers and this. And it was sad when they like broke up because of Nick. Yeah, it was sad because it was like family drama and like it's a family band and it like ruined their relationship for a while. And they have since been like very open and honest and like forthcoming and like they're just so beautiful and like mature. And uh, I just everything about their like the way that they're talking about them, like coming back together and like what this album means and like, oh, my God, it's just fucking beautiful. And I love all of it. And. It gives me this weird little hope that maybe someday, someday, someday we will be able to get K-pop boys and their wives in a music video together. Because yeah. this, if you haven't watched the music video for Sucker, so like all of the Jonas Brothers are married now. Joe is married to Sophie Turner. She's Sansa from from Game of Thrones. Nick is married to Priyanka Chopra, who's like a very famous Bollywood actress. And Kevin, who was the first to get married, is married married to his high school girlfriend, Danielle. 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 It's Danielle. Danielle. Um, They have two kids together. One is five and one is two, two girls. Um, So Kevin's a dad. Uh, But the three wives were in their music videos for Sucker is just the three boys with their three wives like running around the mansion. The mansion from the the favorite. favorite. In crazy clothes. In crazy clothes. And they're like in bathtubs and they're having a great time. And I just like, oh my God, how fucking cool would it be if we just got like TVXQ and their wives in a music video? You texted that to me yesterday and my heart like just like leapt into my throat at just the mere idea of which any is, k-pop person being brave enough to do such a thing which is hilarious because so when i sent you the soccer music video for the first time you're the one who said can you imagine if k-pop boys did this i know and you're the one who said tvxq would do it first and i was like oh my god my heart just right and then i at the thought but then i it. put it then I, <laughs> then I put the thought so far away so that then you brought away. it back and i was like oh, right yes. i would love that. It would be amazing. It would, it would be, be amazing. amazing. And I just have to say, like, there's something really beautiful and, like, touching when you're listening to the music and, like, I don't know. You just know it's about his wife. Yeah. And, like, it's really sweet and pretty. And it just makes it nice and, and real. Just, yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't tell if it's, like, the sappy romantic in me or the old woman in me that I'm just like, oh, that's 
it's about his wife. Like, isn't that sweet? Like, I don't know. I think Just it's this nice. Idea of like, oh, he really feels that way, and he really feels like that with, with this person. I know it for a fact. Like, right. And I do think that is, like, a a thing that I am, like, missing a little bit from my K-pop and that I wish I had it. Like, Mm -hmm. that we did, like, so much of this music that we were just talking about was, like, all inspired by, like, celebrity dating drama. Yes. And the same way, like, I I don't think I've ever said this out loud on the show before, but, like, just so people know, John Mayer is my problematic fave. (laughs) Like, I love John Mayer. But same thing of that, like, there are whole John Mayer albums where you're like, this is about Jennifer Aniston. And it colors the whole album. And, like, K-pop doesn't give me that. Mm -hmm. And then there will be, like, there are times where... A listener asked us once, like, do you think Taeyeon's new song is about Baekhyun? And I was like, at God, this I point, hope I hope not, because <laughs> it has been so long yeah. that she better not be singing breakup songs about his ass anymore. But then at the same time, I want to be like, yeah, I hope so, because it's the only bit of drama you can hang on to. Yeah. And, like, that is the one thing I'm missing from my K-pop is that I wish that there was, I like, know. that we got to know who the songs were about and speculate and watch yeah. the drama and people having beef. But, like, that I doesn't know. happen. Anyway, we've been talking for like way too long, so we should probably we should wrap, wrap it, it up. up. But uh, I hope this is, I, <laughs> I know for a fact that this episode was interesting to at least like five people. Uh, so to them and for us, because I just wanted to take a moment to reminisce about the things that I like and... Uh, I couldn't, I'm not enough of a musical genius and I didn't spend enough time to like draw actual direct parallels from then to now. But I know that it's like a road and it was all paved with the same flowers. Totally. And like, let's, it got I us think, here. I think that if you are someone who has listened to a lot of K-pop and you listen to this episode that you will be able to really distinctly hear the like musical parallels. Oh no, I just also think that while there are similar vibes and that like the music videos kind of look the same or it like makes us feel the same. Something that I talk we've talked about on this podcast before is that like K-pop is like distinctly Korean. So mm-hmm. that's why it's kind mm-hmm. of hard to draw the exact parallels where all this music sort of sounds exactly like Western pop did at the time. Totally. Same key, same drum pad, same whatever. K-pop has its own thing that's like based on like older Korean music. Right. That so it makes the like direct comparisons a mm-hmm. little harder to make because I do think overall it was different. But it was fun to see when we pulled up some of these old music videos that like maybe we are a little too hard on like first gen stuff because it was not any better. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> we yeah, just yeah. have rose colored glasses about it, but like mm-hmm. K-pop, first gen K-pop was pretty much the exact same standard as like what was going on over here. We just wanted to think it was different, but it wasn't. I would argue that the music we played today had some stronger vocalists. Oh, strong, sure. <laughs> I first gen K-pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the one thing. But I mean, like music video production value, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. all that all stuff garbage. was it's all same, mm-hmm. same level of trash. For sure, for sure. Uh, all right. Well, was, that was a very nice uh, nostalgia trip. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I know you've been listening to a lot of Jonas lately, so I'm probably just going to like keep this up, make myself a nice playlist of these things I listened to this week because it's all still good, guys. It's all still good. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with our random game. All right, we're back. And this time we got 
Eric Nam, fellow podcaster Eric Nam. Have you oh, heard? Yeah. He has yeah, a K-pop podcast. A it's K-pop a very podcast. big deal. He's our direct competitor now. Yeah, that bastard. No, that's Stole not true. All K-pop podcasts must help each other. Um, but anyway, Eric Nam. No, he stole our idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's Damn not you, bra- Eric He's Nam. not brave enough to play music. He's afraid of getting copyright hey. trouble. So, hey, we have that. We're not scared <laughs> of no one. It's because we're not famous we're not enough him. for anyone uh, to pay attention. <laughs> But anyway, um, Eric right. Nam is an 88 liner like me. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's Korean American. He's from Atlanta. And um, he got his start in the South Korean music scene when he did a, a viral YouTube cover. And NBC invited him to compete on a show called Star Audition, Birth of a Great Star, which was like X Factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he got on this show and he finished in uh, like the top five and then signed on to B2M Entertainment as a solo artist yeah and I feel like we've brought we brought him up a bunch in or I brought him up in the uh, idols that as advertisers episode mm-hmm. because like he is very 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 rich from how many commercial deals he has yeah um he also sort of gets to be like the English speaking yeah. interviewer whenever mm-hmm. there's a big Marvel Disney whatever movie yeah. uh and the cast comes to Korea Eric Nam gets to interview yeah, them. Yeah, he gets to interview all of them. I was just looking through. They listed it. He has interviewed stars such as Robert Downey Jr., Miranda Kerr, Matt Damon, Jamie Foxx, Andrew Garfield, Amanda Seyfried, uh, Emma Stone, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's like the guy. He's also very, very like good friends with Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, yes. Moritz. Moritz. I think. Sure. Her, that girl. Yeah, They're yeah. like friends mm-hmm. um he's also good friends with amber like there's you know there's like our the little english speaking like crew yeah. of cake pop kids that all hang out together totally um we also raved about his we got married season he was married to solar mm-hmm. from married Mama to solar. we brought him up uh i brought him up on our summer jams episode um because i talked about uh oh i can't even remember the song be now with you. yeah that one uh, which I can't remember what it was called. Can't what is help called? No. myself. Can't help myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's great. He did a couple, couple years ago. He came out with what was that song that had like really excellent, excellent like Latino vibes to it, and he filmed. It's the music honestly, video and I think it's the, the one that we're gonna get to watch oh, today. Excellent, excellent. Um, great. Let's see what else. What else should we say about him? Before uh, he we get has started? a song. His 2019 song that just came out like. Ugh, Oh, in April, it's called Runaway. Mm. I like that. Um, but his album from 2018 that had like half Korean, half English tracks on it, I loved every single song on it. He is uh, definitely an artist who gets featured on a ton of stuff. He's done uh, some SM Station stuff. He changed labels in 2015. Um, he signed with CJ E&M, um, which is a company I at least have heard of as opposed to his other one. Um, but yeah. I don't know. He's going strong. He's on TV all the time. He hosts a ton of stuff. We've talked about his show, The Young and Nam Show, which mm-hmm. was like which was short-lived, a short-lived, really fun but idol super variety fun. Show. There's clips of it still on YouTube. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's he just. I saw the other day. I thought it was very funny. Place. He was like in New York, and his cousin tweeted, 
like, yo, me and Eric are going to be in town tomorrow. Are there any fans who might want to like meet us up for like a free thing? And they just like pulled off a fan meet at like a store somewhere and like wow. a bunch of fans showed up. Uh, so he likes his fans and he does cool stuff. Yeah. And he's just a little cutie patootie. Yeah. So. He's such a cutie patootie. Let's, so when we pulled up this. our like most pop, we did our most popular sort. His first couple most popular music videos are like duets he did with other people. Mm-hmm. Cause like we said, he does that a lot. But yeah. his one solo song that has the most views. Oh, the second one is Can't Help Myself. Yeah. That's the one I love. But the one we're going to watch because it has 0.3 million more views than the other one uh, is called Honestly. And it came out last year. Mm. And here it is. He's wearing like a Cosby sweater that is a jacket. Yeah. (laughs) This music video takes place in Mexico. Or is it Poison that takes place? I mean, this looks like Mexico to me, but he did two oh, singles. And like I think Poison I was, was poison. The, okay. I was thinking of Poison. Oh, he is with Stone Music now. When did that happen? Oh, they're a part of CJ. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this song. This album was so good. <laughs> This music video is basically just him, like, walking around a villa. He's alone the whole time. Yeah, there's, like, no... Yeah, there's no one else in this music video. Ooh, that castle is so pretty. We're just watching this now. I like it. I know. I mean, I feel like there's not much to comment on. He's the only one that's in it, and he's just singing into the camera, really. Oh, a hot air balloon. That's interesting. But yeah, the streets are like the streets are totally empty. (laughs) Oh, now he's in the back of a truck with a hat on. He's a cutie patootie. He's so cute. That's all I was thinking. It's, oh, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeehaw. It's hard to be alone. I mean, he's doing a great job, but like, yeah, I don't know, solo artist. Like, you just gotta be alone. I didn't hear a word you just said. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just saying it must be like hard to be a solo artist and like be a, like he's he's pulling it off but you're just like alone. And yeah, you're just, just all like, by yourself. Yep. And he's is. not really a dancer per se. Yeah. So like Chunga is a solo artist who does like heavily like heavily choreographed right. numbers with backup dancers and that's not really his vibe. I love this part. Baby, I need you to say something. very Justin Bieber. Yes. This part that that woohoo. Yes. That is that's a Maroon 5 song or something. Yes. 
It is a Maroon 5 song. It is a Maroon 5 song. Yes, yes, yes. God, what is it? It's sugar. Uh, Sugar. Yes, please. Because Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Thank you. Thank it you, is thank that you. one. That was driving me nuts while we were listening to it. Um, but yeah, anyway, Eric Nam. Yeah. Cutie Patootie. I recommend that that song I recommended before. Can't help myself. I love that one. That's a good one. I was going to recommend uh, also from that album, I think. Ooh, I loved them all, but I think my favorite was Don't Call Me. Yeah. Don't call me. Yes. I love that one. Yes, yes, yes. So honest, honestly, Eric Nam's album, honestly, <laughs> from 2018 is my whole recommendation for today because Great. it's just like five tracks. And like I said, they're all good. And I'm sure I feel like I might have said it on the show before, but I'm saying it again today because it's Eric's day. Fair enough. My recommendation is uh, Jonas Brothers Sucker. Sorry, it's not K-pop, <laughs> but deal with it but deal with it but for one that song actually i it is one of the only first of all jonas brothers one of the only english artists i have on my phone but um (laughs) that song in particular i actually have it in a summer playlist that i have like that is mostly k-pop and it fits in really well with like some later really like more recent releases and if you want to know like what this beautiful like wife music video is like that's why i'm recommending the music video because it's it's just really fun the song is super catchy um and i love it i love the jonas brothers welcome back yay (laughs) um i guess before we go i wanted to say because one thing one recent thing that's happened that we forgot to say at the beginning is that like we we will be attending kcon this year Mm -hmm. we were blessed enough to get our sunday tickets to see 17 and mamamoo and chunga and promise nine and straight kids and everybody and we're taking jordan and it will be really fun i'm so excited to like see her see stray kids um but a couple of listeners have already reached out and been like, are you going to be there? You guys should have like a meetup. Like we want to beat you or whatever. So I don't know. Well, unfortunately we won't have like a booth or something. Which no, I know we like wouldn't a have goal. a booth, but it's like if, if, if I, so I guess I was just saying like, if you're going to KCON, if you want to, if you would want to say hi to us, like, I don't know, send us a message. Cause I want to see like, I don't know if a bunch of people will be there on Sunday. Maybe we can be like, yeah, we'll totally. be by I mean, these palm trees at three o'clock. If people want to come say, Hey, I don't absolutely. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can organize something. We have plenty of time until it's actually the the time for it. But um, we'll be there uh, at least for Saturday and Sunday of the convention itself. We always at least go to two days. This year it's four days. Yeah, I don't know and I have to go. work. I'm not going Thursday. Yeah, we're Friday. not. We're not no going to go Thursday, Friday. It's also like I don't know. A convention is is not, in my opinion, something that you like can do for two full days. <laughs> um, but. If you're going to be there and you'd like to meet up with us um, and it, where you'd like a ask me about K-pop button. Yeah, we have then, buttons. Um, just message us on any of our social media platforms and we will uh, we will post information yeah, I guess on I, where to find it. I guess I just wanted to call it out to like get an idea. Like if people yeah. are going to be there that like maybe we could organize mm-hmm. something. If like there aren't going to be enough people there, then like we'll just, you know, wear a bright colored backpack and tell people to look out for I'll us. I'll bring but, my 17 bag. But yeah, if, if there's going to be a handful of people, then like maybe we'll organize something. So yeah. I just wanted to say... Kick on LA 2019. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. We basically got our same seats as last year. So yes. let's see if we get on camera again. That would I be swell. Um, if you have ideas for what we should put on our t-shirts. Yeah. Like still. I know. I'm thinking I, I have I'm definitely going to make my EXO jacket that I've been wanting to make for a while with my like tempo for right. art. But I got to make a new 17 shirt and I don't know what I should do. Here. My thought was if you want to keep going with the same thing. 
How about Ming, how dare you? Oh my God. Done. <laughs> I'm going to, no, I'm going to get a picture of him. I'm going to print a picture of him and the caption will be Ming, how dare you? That's perfect. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Usually I was thinking about I it. Is, I was trying to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also thought about finding a good screen cap from the from you being on screen with the MNET in the in the corner and just like <laughs> contextless, like putting that across a shirt. Like here's me on TV last year, like shirt within a shirt within, like to see if they'd catch you. And then be on TV again with my cake yeah. on. Oh my god, that would be so funny. Yeah. And I have Monster X like the week before, and I also don't know what I'm gonna wear. Or do for that either. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. But I, we, you know, we love making our own shit for concerts. Yeah, we make all our own shit. I also have so much. Yeah, and I also have so much glittery foam left over from when I made that Astro headband. I like had to buy a rainbow pack of glitter foam. So I was like, that girl had that Jinjin headband. I wonder if I could try to make like a Monsta X headband of some kind. You could totally, totally, totally do that. You 100%. You could make an IM. But then honey would be jealous. I can't. I don't know. It's so I'm so torn. Headband with one one face and another face. Yeah, my wrap line on little little antenna. That would be so cute. Uh, all right, we gotta go. We've been here forever. Uh, if you want to find us on social media and tell us you'll be at KCon, or if you have ideas for our shirts or whatever, <laughs> at AMAKPopPod on Twitter and Instagram, AMAKPopPod at gmail.com for emails, AMAKPopPod.tumblr.com for links, and ask me about KPOP the podcast on YouTube. And next week, we will be back with a guest for real this time. <laughs> and it's gonna be a good, fun episode. Yeah. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. A lot of laughs. Uh, yeah, and we'll see you then. Bye bye. Bye bye. Your inspiration. Yeah.